0: Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box thirteen at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com/Radio Detectives. Before we do get started, I do want to encourage you, if you've not already, to pick up your audiobook copy of Slime Incorporated. It is available at audible.com or in the iTunes store, and uh, Scott Wilcox does a tremendous job reading it. It is, of course, my first mystery novel, and as I said, it is available in audiobook form and also ebook and paper. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Hearthstone of the Death Squad, actually the last circulating episode, the original air date, January the 10th of 1952. In uh, the title, The Terrifying Letter Murder Case.
1: Hearthstone of the Death Squad in The Terrifying Letter Murder Case. Tonight, we again present the famous Hearthstone of the Death Squad implacable manhunter of the Metropolitan Police in one of his greatest investigations entitled The Terrifying Letter Murder Case with Ethel Wilson as Lizzie Ackers and James Meehan as Jonas Caswell. And now... Inspector Hearthstone, in the terrifying letter, murder case. The scene opens in a large office building, as a strange-looking man stops before a door marked, Jesse Caswell, public stenographer. The man opens the door, and we hear him saying, You Jesse Caswell?
2: Yes, I'm Miss Caswell. I got something I want you to type for me. I'm sorry, but it's after 8 and I can't accept any work tonight. Listen, Miss Caswell. How much do you usually get for typing out just a few lines? 50 cents is my minimum charge, but I don't see... Well, suppose it... I put this $50 bill on your desk and said it's yours, ma'am, for doing this little job. $50? Well, that's a different thing. I'll put a piece of paper in my typewriter. All right. What is it you want me to type? Start it off, to whom it may concern. Go on. What next? I've grown tired of life, and I've decided to end it all tonight. I hope my friends will understand and forgive. I'll not type that kind of thing. I, I won't. Do you see this gun, lady? You type what I say or else. Type it. Don't point that revolver at me. Type what I told you. Get going. And quit your squawking, or I'll slap you in the mouth. It is. I'm not touching that letter. Put it on the desk. Now sign your name to it.
3: No, no. Here's
2: a pen. Sign it, and you won't get hurt.
3: What is this?
2: What are you trying to do? I've signed this. Now stay where you are. Take that gun away. Oh, thank heaven you've
4: come. Help me. You.
2: What are you doing here? No. No, don't
3: kill me.
4: Don't. Don't. What?
3: You're going to kill me too! No. no! No!
1: And thirty minutes later, we see Inspector Hearthstone of the Death Squad on the murder scene, with his assistant detective Sam Cook. As the hysterical scrub woman who found the two bodies is saying, No, Inspector Hearthstone, I didn't hear no shots. I was on another floor cleaning.
5: You say your name is Lizzie Atters?
1: Yes, sir. I saw the lights on in Miss Caswell's office, so I opened the door. And I saw... I saw them two bodies. It's terrible, sir.
3: It makes me sick.
5: I understand, Lizzie. I'll go into the next room for a while. We'll talk to you later.
6: I, I'll be right in here.
5: Close the door, Sam.
6: Okay. Why'd you stop questioning her so suddenly, Inspector? Because
5: I think the silent evidence of these two dead bodies is more important at the moment.
6: Looks like the woman killed herself after writing a suicide note. See the gun? It's
5: still in her hand. The woman didn't kill herself, Sam. She was murdered. That's a phony suicide note. And that gun was put in her hand
6: after the killing. You mean this dead man killed her?
5: Now, how could a dead man murder her, Sam? What happened is that both these people were murdered by a third person. question is who? It's a fantastic situation. You don't
6: think that scrub woman, Lizzie actors could have done it, do you?
5: Get her back in here, Sam.
6: Come in, Lizzie. Yes,
1: yes, sir.
5: Lizzie, are you certain you didn't hear any shots?
1: I told you before I didn't, Inspector.
5: Oh, sorry, Lizzie, I forgot. Uh, What I meant was, did you see anyone leaving this office before you found the bodies?
1: If I had, I'd have told you. Say, I don't like the way you're sizing me up. If you're getting any idea about me, are you forgetting I called the cops myself?
5: Tell me, uh... What do you know about this dead woman?
1: All I know is that her name is Jessie Caswell, and that she was a public stenographer with all kinds of people coming in and out of her office.
5: And the sign on the door tells us that much.
1: Well, you asked me, didn't you?
5: Ever hear her quarreling with anyone?
1: I never heard Jessie Caswell fighting with no one. Only thing was... Yes? She told me some nut was trying to get money out of her by claiming she was one of them missing heirs to a big fortune. Like you read about in the papers, Inspector Hearthstone. But I never seen him or heard his name.
5: Missing heir. Hmm. Sam, turn that murdered man's body over. There you are, Inspector. Now, Lizzie. Look at this murdered man's face carefully. You know him? No.
1: No, I I don't know him from Adam.
5: That's odd.
1: What you getting at now?
5: His name is Adam Ackers. A known trigger man, just out from a ten-year stretch in prison. And your name is Lizzie Ackers. What's the connection? Quick, tell me.
1: Oh. He's my own stepson. But I swear I ain't seen him since before he went to prison. And I never had nothing to do with him before then, either.
6: That's another one for the Marines, Inspector Hartston. Come along with me, Lizzie. Uh, she may be telling the truth, Sam.
5: Go and get on with your work, Lizzie.
1: I wouldn't have thought this of any cop, Inspector. Believe in a poor woman like me.
5: Protecting the poor is the duty of the police, Lizzie. Get along now.
1: Yes, Inspector.
5: Sam, get headquarters on the phone while I go through this desk drawer.
6: Hello, Smith. Inspector Hartstone wants to talk to you.
5: Hello, Smith. Phone every radio station at once. Right, Inspector. Have them announce that a pretty blonde woman about thirty-five, named Jessie Caswell, public stenographer, believed to be the heiress of long-dead Ezekiel Caswell, Canadian copper man king, was found murdered in her office along with Adam Ackers, notorious gang killer, tonight. i
3: got it down, Inspector Hartstone.
5: What else? Ask any relative or acquaintance of the murdered woman to communicate immediately with Hearthstone of the Death Squad.
3: That all?
5: Send a detail of men to Jesse Caswell's apartment to search for any letters or papers relating to the murder. Owen Smith?
6: Yes, Inspector Hearthstone?
5: Get a complete file together of the murdered woman's
6: past life. Thank you. Goodbye. What a bean you got for remembering things, Inspector. You knew straight off that dame was a misanerist to all the copper mines in the world. Oh,
5: not at all, Sam. I found a carbon of a letter she wrote to a lawyer in her desk drawer. A man named Fielding.
6: What do you know?
5: Jesse foolishly thought the lawyer Fielding was trying to take her in when he wrote he believed she was the Caswell heiress. Fact is, Fielding is a top man in his profession.
6: I'll look up his address, Inspector. I know his
5: address, Sam, and it's not far from here. Come along.
6: Uh, what about the scrubwoman, woman, Lizzie?
5: I haven't marked her off my list yet. <laughs>
7: Why, Inspector Hearthstone, come in. It's nice to see
5: you. And to see you, Mr. Fielding. Oh, what brought Detective Cook and me, Fielding, is an amazing murder. A pretty blonde woman named Jessie Caswell.
7: Yes, I just heard a news flash on the radio. She was a queer character.
5: We found a carbon copy of a letter to you in her desk.
7: You know, Inspector Hearthstone, I'm certain that woman is the heiress to the Ezekiel Caswell fortune. But when I sent one of my men to see her about it... She practically threw him out of the office. Said we were trying to play some sort of phony missing heiress game to get money out of her.
5: When you were really trying to put a great
7: fortune in her hands. Exactly. Then I wrote her and she accused me of being a competent swindler. I guess that's the copy of her letter to me that you found. How positive are you feeling that Jesse Caswell was the heiress to that big fortune? Just about 99%. One of the soundest legal firms in Canada sent the case to me. Old Ezekiel Caswell died about 25 years ago. He was 80 years old then. Mm -hmm. Well, in all these years, nobody has turned up to claim the estate. So the time came to do something.
3: Did
5: they advertise in the American papers for the missing heirs?
7: Yes, but with no results. That's when they engaged my help. And as I said, we concluded Jesse was the missing heiress. But she'd have no part of us. Well, I guess that's all I need now, Fielding. I wish I could help you more, Inspector. You've
5: supplied me with a magnificent motive for Jesse Caswell's murder. That is, if I can find the murderer. And in this case, it's not easy. Well, Sam, let's let's run along. Good night, Fielding.
6: Good night, Inspector. Uh, If you don't mind my cutting in, Mr. Fielding. Not at all, Detective Cook. I'm wondering why you didn't ask the Inspector how Jesse Caswell was murdered. Why,
5: I, I... It may be because Mr. Fielding is devoid of curiosity, Sam. Uh, good night again, Fielding. Good
6: night. Hope I didn't put my foot in, Inspector Hearthstone. But it just ain't natural for a guy not to ask how somebody was bumped off. Unless he
5: already knows. Fielding is a man of good reputation, Sam.
6: So were plenty of others who got the chair, Inspector.
5: Let's get back to headquarters. Our radio appeal may have brought results. <laughs>
6: Inspector, you're on the beam. Yes? There are two parties waiting outside asking for you. Say they got all the answers about the murdered public stenographer, Jesse Caswell. Ask them in, Sam. Come in, Mr. Barnes. Uh, I am Angus Barnes, Inspector Harstone.
1: Meet my wife, Sarah Caswell Barnes.
5: Sarah Caswell Barnes? Uh,
1: Caswell was her
5: maiden name, Inspector.
4: We just flew in from Canada, Inspector, and we heard your radio call by accident at the airport terminal.
5: Uh, You've got the wrong slant on that murdered woman. Jesse Caswell is not old Ezekiel Caswell's heiress. What makes you so sure of that, Mr. Barnes? Because
1: my wife Sarah here is the heiress. She is Ezekiel Caswell's granddaughter.
5: Then why didn't you claim the fortune before this? Because
1: we didn't know there was one, Inspector.
4: The first we heard of it was a week ago, Inspector Hearthstone. A friend in Canada told us he'd seen an ad in the newspaper looking for Grandfather Ezekiel's heirs.
5: So we hustled on to New York right away to find out about it. The lady, the public stenographer who was murdered, was only the old man's niece. And your wife, being the granddaughter, would naturally be the real heiress, first in line.
4: That's it. Just to make sure of things, I brought my birth certificate with me. Here it is, Inspector. I was born in Ottawa, Canada, 1921.
5: Strange that Canadians would come to New York to claim the fortune of the Canadian born Ezekiel Caswell. What? Oh, well, we we thought this the place to come. May I have your birth certificate for a few days, Mrs. Barnes?
4: Oh, couldn't you take a picture of it instead, Inspector? I don't like to leave it out of my hands. My mother always kept
6: it in the family Bible.
5: Sam, here's an order. Have this birth certificate photographed and return the original to Mrs. Barnes. Okay, Chief. If that uh, birth certificate is legitimate, Mr. Barnes, your wife probably is the heiress to a great copper fortune. Since Jessie Caswell is dead.
4: What do you mean by that, Inspector Hotstone?
5: I mean you and your wife have a motive for murder.
4: Motive for murder? And
5: I mean, too, I have no proof you two just arrived here from Canada by plane. But
4: we did. Of course we did.
5: We'll have you completely checked, Mr. and Mrs. Barnes. I'll tell you frankly... Your story doesn't ring true. Where's
6: your birth certificate, Mrs. Barnes? Give it to me, not her, Detective Cook. Sam,
5: please have Mr. and Mrs. Barnes taken to the Elton Hotel and made comfortable there.
6: Listen here, you can't arrest us. You can't do this do us. I'm
5: merely detaining you. Good night. Come on, Mr. and Mrs.
6: Barnes. I'll have Officer Smith take him over, Inspector.
5: Hello, operator. Give me Officer Smith, quick. Smith, Detective Sam Cook is turning a couple named Barnes over to you. When you get them outside, have the boys snap a few good pictures of them and send them to the chief of police at Ottawa, Canada.
6: Barnes are on their way, Inspector. What's the idea of taking pictures of the birth certificate and holding Barnes and his wife?
5: One of the signatures on Sarah Barnes' birth certificate was written with green ink.
6: Oh, same color... Jesse Caswell's phony suicide note was signed with.
5: And the same color, Sam, that was in the murdered gangster's fountain pen when he was shot to death beside Jesse Caswell.
6: Wow. I guess that's beginning to tie things together nice.
5: Uh, Come in.
6: Telegram for Inspector Hearthstone.
5: Thanks. To Inspector Hearthstone of the death squad. Regarding radio broadcast for relatives or friends of murdered Jesse Caswell. I am dead woman's brother... Arrive your office tomorrow A.M. Signed, Jonas Caswell.
6: Brother. Where does it come from, Inspector?
5: Montreal, Canada, Sam, and I have an idea it will give us the line that leads to our killer.
1: Hearthstone of the Death Squad. And the terrifying letter, Murder Case, continues in just a moment. America is really strong for CBS Radio's two-hour parade of music. Every Friday night on most of these same stations. Hits from the big shows. Music from vaudeville's best days. Tin Pan Alley's best numbers, new and old. That's what you have waiting for you tomorrow night. The orchestras of Alfredo Antonini, Ray Block, and Paul Weston play the tunes. Earl Wrightson, Jimmy Carroll, and Georgie Price had three great singing casts. Robert Q. Lewis throws open his waxworks, all bringing you two solid hours of pleasure tomorrow night on CBS Radio. Don't miss a minute. And now, back to Hearthstone of the Death Squad and the terrifying letter, Murder Case. Inspector Hearthstone's investigation of the incredible double murder of Jesse Caswell, public stenographer, and Adam Acker's gangster in her office, has revealed this. Jessie was apparently heiress to the vast mining fortune left by her uncle in Canada. But Sarah Barnes and her husband appear in Hearthstone's office declaring Sarah is the heiress, which makes them highly suspect. Just as Inspector Hearthstone ordered the Barnes held... He received a wire stating that the murdered woman has a brother, Jonas, and he is coming to see Hotstone. It is now the following morning, and while awaiting Jonas Caswell's arrival, the inspector is called on one of the greatest sources of information known to the police a stool pigeon. Detective Sam Cook is ushering one in now, saying,
6: Here's Bozo Sparks, Inspector.
1: Morning, Bozo.
5: I suppose Detective Cook told you what I wanted to see you about. Yeah, sure, about Jesse Caswell's murder. Got any ideas, bozo, on how Adam Ackers, the trigger man, got into her office and was killed beside her?
7: Funny, ain't it? After bumping so many off himself with so much a head, Ackie got himself bumped off huh?
5: Well, somebody paid him to put the heat on Jesse Caswell to make her type and sign a suicide note in her office. And then that person killed him to eliminate all evidence...
6: Well, I'm not saying I know anything personal, Inspector
5: Horstone, but the grapevine talk is, uh, well... Get uh, on with it, Bozo. Remember, the only reason you're walking the streets free is that you're useful to us.
6: Okay, okay. Well, as I was saying, the talk is some guy from Canada offered Ackers $5,000 to bump off the Jesse Caswell dame Forgetting his price for a trigger
5: job was only 100 bucks, And Aki naturally took the guy up. What was the Canadian man's name, Bozo? If it was a choice between telling you and the chair, Inspector, I couldn't answer that. I don't know. Thank you, Bozo. That'll be all.
6: Well, I'll be seeing you, Inspector.
7: Why?
5: It wasn't much, Sam, but it helps. Hearthstone speaking. All right, send the man in. Sam, the murdered woman's brother is here. Let him in.
6: Okay, this way, mister. I'm Detective Cook. I'd like to
4: see Inspector Hearthstone, please.
5: I am Inspector Hearthstone, and you're Jonas Caswell.
4: How do you do, Inspector? How do you do? You got my wire? Who killed my sister, Jessie?
5: Well, we're not quite ready to make an arrest yet, Mr. Caswell.
4: We got a couple of pretty hot suspects. That's encouraging, Detective Cook. thing I can't understand is why anybody would want to murder Jessie. She was just a public stenographer. Why would they want to kill her? The enormous
5: is he killed Caswell fortune. Why else... Jessie was the heiress, wasn't she?
4: My sister Jessie wasn't heiress to anything, Inspector Hotstone. What's that? Our uncle, old Ezekiel Caswell, died years ago. I always understood he'd left most of his great copper fortune to a lot of charities.
5: When did you last see your murdered sister, Mr. Caswell?
4: Mm, matter of ten years, I'd say. Back when she left Canada and came to New York to open up a public stenographer's office. But take my word for it, she was no heiress, Inspector.
5: You're her brother and ought to know I suppose you want to claim your
4: sister's body. Yes. That's why I really came here. Uh, Would it be asking too much if Detective Cook helped me make arrangements? I don't know too much about New York. Oh, gladly, Mr. Caswell. Hold on me, sir.
5: Before you leave, Mr. Caswell, you asked who killed your sister. I understand you're not sure yet. We have a man and wife under arrest this minute. What? A Mr. and Mrs. Angus Barnes. The wife, Sarah, claims she's the granddaughter of Ezekiel Caswell and heiress to his millions.
4: Angus Barnes? And Sarah Barnes? Oh, that's ridiculous. They're imposters, they have to be. Well, people like that
5: often turn up, Mr. Caswell, when the lure of a missing heiress to a fabulous fortune is broadcast. Well, glad to have met you.
4: Goodbye. Goodbye, Inspector. Detective Cook. Remember, I'll depend on you as you promised.
6: Well, Inspector, I guess he's got something about Barnes and his wife being imposters. Ottawa police just reported that their whole story, including that birth certificate, looks strictly phony so far. Sam,
5: our next move is to get back to our first suspect in this case.
6: You mean that scrub woman Lizzie Ackers? The stepmother of the gangster who was killed along with Jesse Caswell?
5: This report from Officer Smith reveals definitely that far from not seeing her gangster stepson, Adam Ackers, for years, he was actually seen walking up to that same office building with Lizzie every night. We'll hop into the car and go and talk to Lizzie now. (laughs) Don't tell me again you ain't lying, Lizzie.
1: Well, suppose my stepson, Adam Hackers, was walking into the office building with me. What difference does that make, Inspector?
5: You are going to tell me the truth or be jailed this minute.
1: Oh, if, I, if I didn't tell you everything, it was because I was scared. Oh, what do you want to know, Inspector Hostone?:
5: I want a description of a man or a woman who paid your stepson $5,000 to force the murdered Jessie Caswell to type a suicide note just before she was killed. And you are going to tell me.
1: All right, Inspector. I'll tell you. Now, with all his evidence assembled, Inspector Hearthstone is ready to close in on the murderer of Jesse Caswell, a pretty blonde public stenographer and missing heiress, and the trigger man, Adam Ackers. The scene is police headquarters, and we hear Inspector Hearthstone saying to Detective Sam Cook, Now, Sam, watch this. Right, Inspector. Take this folder.
5: It contains the death chair evidence we wanted. Yes, sir. And hand me each piece instantly, I ask you for it. Gotcha. You've got all these people outside?
6: Every suspect, Inspector. Each one in a separate room.
5: Good. Bring in Angus Barnes and his wife, Sarah.
6: Mr. and Mrs. Barnes, come in.
5: What do you want with us, Inspector Hothstone?
6: Yes, what? You'll
5: soon find out. Our first police report from Ottawa, Canada, implied you were both impostors. Then we sent your pictures there.
3: Our... our
6: pictures?
5: Sam, bring in Mr. Jonas Caswell.
6: Jonas Caswell, come in now. What's that? Jonas Caswell? Well, whoever said we were imposters lied. Slow down, Mrs. Bryant. Here's Jonas Caswell, Inspector. You, Angus and
4: Sarah, here. I thought you were dead. You thought they were dead, Jonas? That's why I told you... Anybody claiming to be Angus and Sarah Barnes were impostors, Inspector. They were supposed to be lost at sea and good riddance.
5: Then you think, Jonas, that they killed your sister, Jessie Caswell?
4: You're a better judge of that than I, Inspector. Why, you... you...
5: Quiet, Angus. Now, Jonas, why do you say the death of these two people, Angus and Sarah Barnes, would have been a good riddance?
7: Look up their
4: record in Canada, Inspector. One dirty business after another. Terrible reputation.
7: You're a liar. Quiet, Mrs. Barnes.
5: Now, Sam... Yeah, Inspector? Give me the second police report from Ottawa on Angus and Sarah Barnes. Hey, yes, sir. It shows both you, Angus, and you, Sarah, to be people of uh, uncertain character.
6: Then the cops in Ottawa are liars. Sure, they're liars. Give me that report. And this is the last time I'll tell you and your wife to shut up, Barnes. Now
5: give me that letter found in the murdered woman's flat. Thanks, Sam.
6: That's the letter Jonas Caswell sent his sister, right, Inspector?
5: Jonas... This letter advises your sister, Jessie, that a man named Fielding, a lawyer who approached her about being the heiress of Ezekiel Caswell's fortune, was trying to take advantage of her. In short, to stay clear of him.
4: That's correct. Fielding was trying to swindle her. My sister, Jessie, was only a public stenographer. She wasn't any too smart.
5: A proper protection for a brother to give his sister, Jonas. But now, Sam. Sam. Bring in the office scrubwoman woman, Lizzie Ackers. Who's she, Inspector? One moment, please, Jonas.
1: you want me now, Inspector?
5: Lizzie, there are two men in this room. Look at them carefully. I am. Was this man, Angus Barnes, the one who paid your trigger man's stepson $5,000 to force a suicide note from the public stenographer, Jessie Caswell, before she was murdered?
1: No, Inspector, I told you that before. It's this guy over here.
5: Ah. I wanted to be sure, Lizzie. Well, Jonas.
4: Know what, Hearthstone? You're more clever than I gave you credit for.
6: Hands up, Jonas Caswell.
4: Don't be dramatic, Detective Cook. I know the game is up. Yes, I killed my sister, Jessie. Took a plane from Montreal, did the job, flew back, and then wired you, Hearthstone. Telling, you, Inspector, this guy's
6: the coolest murderer we ever took in. When a $50 million fortune is at stake. You've got to be cool.
5: The electric chair isn't Jonas Caswell. I arrest you for the murder of your sister, Jessie Caswell. And I'll give you credit for supplying me with one of the nastiest murders in my career. Take him, Sam, and charge him.
6: Who gets the 50 million bucks, Inspector? Old Ezekiel Caswell's fortune. That's not our affair, Sam.
5: But poor Jessie Caswell was never the missing heiress. She was murdered because her
4: brother mistakenly thought she was. Right again, Hearthstone. My mistake. I wanted to get the fortune instead of letting my sister get it. I, as nephew, was next in line. I didn't know Sarah Barnes, the old man's granddaughter here, was still alive. Ha! So she gets the money. Would have gotten it whether I killed Jesse or not.
5: Yes. It looks like Sarah Caswell Barnes gets the fortune whether she deserves it or not. And you, Jonas, get the electric chair.
1: And thus, Hearthstone of the Death Squad right solved in the files of the terrifying letter, Murder Case. The part of Inspector Hearthstone was played by Alfred Shirley, written by Frank Hummert, directed by Henry Howard, and as a presentation of CBS Radio. Here is a special announcement. Beginning this coming Sunday, Hearthstone of the Death Squad will be heard every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listen this Sunday for Hearthstone of the Death Squad in The Fabulous Engagement Ring Murder.
0: Welcome back. Well, a very competently run uh, investigation by Hearthstone, as it goes, a good job taking command of the situation, And though of course we do get a downbeat ending. And this is our very last episode that we have of Hearthstone. We only had three weeks worth, um, So, but we do have some listener comments and feedback regarding our f- the first episode we played, the unheeded warning murder case um and uh, tim uh, comments in the opening when the villainess was still playing the ingenue she dismissed dismissed the warning as a 10 20 30 melodrama i wondered as i drove what those were the length of the acts uh director's producer's cuts of the sh- of the box office i googled uh uh when i got to the office and found that uh it was Uh, the price of admission well thanks so much for sharing and it's interesting how sometimes uh, old radio programs will uh, prompt you to research something unfamiliar that you hadn't uh, heard before in our uh, modern times so thanks so much for sharing a very interesting uh, link the answer actually found at murrayandpress.com well kim had a different or christine had a different take she writes sorry adam But I think this may qualify as the lamest radio detective show uh, in history. I'm open to correction. Well, Christine, I would say that the lamest, um, the absolute worst radio detective show is Danger Dr. Danfield. It is a show with the most annoying protagonist ever with a very annoying sidekick, horrible dialogue, stupid mysteries, and the most irritating thing about it is every single episode of it survives. All the lost episodes of Philip Marlowe, Let George Do It, Jeff Regan, Dragnet, uh, The Thin Man, The Fat Man, Barry Craig, Confidential Investigator, and this series survives completely intact. And if you listen to an episode of Danger, Dr. Danfield, it will change your perspective on life because you will think no matter what you go through, at least I'm not listening to Danger, Dr. Danfield. That would make everything so much worse. So in my mind, that is the worst detective uh, series of all time. I have to admit that I find the Hummert mystery series to not be uh, bad at all. Usually there's some pretty interesting uh, plots. I don't think Hearthstone of the Death Squad was quite as good as uh, Mr. Uh, Chameleon in that regards. And there's some, uh, I find some of it just amusing overall. And it's worth noting these shows were incredibly popular. The Hummerts created Mr. Keen, the Tracer of Lost Persons, which was a series that aired longer than any other radio detective. And even Hearthstone of the Death Squad, which ended after three and a half years, we only have three episodes of it, lasted longer than Philip Marlowe, Not Beat, or Nero Wolfe. These shows were very popular, particularly uh, with female listeners in this uh, era. But I appreciate not everyone is going to enjoy every show that uh, we do on here, which is why it helps having six shows a week. It allows fans who don't like a particular show just to skip a day and wait for something far more interesting to them to show up. Well, I hope that listeners will be interested. Next week, we'll be bringing you The Crime Files of Flamond, a very uh, unusual series. And tomorrow, join us for the adventures of Philip Marlowe. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.